Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is writer and director Jay Arnold. I just love him, so I'm so happy he's here for Valentine's Day. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And now please enjoy my conversation with Jay Arnold. Welcome back and happy Valentine's Day, Jay. Happy Valentine's Day, Kimberly. Yeah, I'm so glad you're my guest on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Aww, I feel like I should have bought you know, like flowers or some kind of Hallmark uh, traditional gift. Yeah, see, but that's not who I am. I can't, I, I actually, I don't like Valentine's Day in that I don't like the forced kind of thing about it. I don't like hate it. It's just that I don't feel like a greeting card company should determine when the person I love tells me they love me. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I'm totally 100%. Charlie Brown about it. That's why I call it a Hallmark holiday. That, exactly. A, yeah. You know, it's a created holiday. Yeah. Um, for revenue. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, I want, if somebody loves me and cares about me or wants to show, you know, just do it on a random day. That's what I appreciate. And you I, know, I'm going to yeah. call you back tomorrow and say, I love <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> because if I say it now, it's it won't matter. Sort of moot, right? But you are definitely, you know, it's funny. I did Stephanie Miller yesterday. And when uh, I was on the uh, show, Travis Bone, who's one of her producers, uh, texted me a picture of, he said, this is how we do. Um, Super Bowl Sunday in West Hollywood. And so, uh-huh. of course, first of all, they were out in your typical Southern California setting in some really nice house with a pool <laughs> by, a, you know, like a mountainside with the palm right. trees. And then it was just all gay men. And I was like, oh, my God, I miss Los Angeles. <laughs> like, you have no idea how much no that triggers me. <laughs> no television. <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, yeah, they said that they had a lot of things to look at. He said something made a joke about how he had. But, yeah, it was like there is just something about it. And it's like blended all together. That California air and West Hollywood gay men, there's just mm-hmm. nothing like it. And you're no, not a West Hollywood man. It's got a certain magic to it, It really it? does. And yeah. I just miss it so much. I miss it so much. I mean, living on the East Coast, obviously, it's diverse where I live, so I'm grateful mm. for that. But it just does not have that kind of, you know, lighthearted West Coast energy. So I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm headed out to the West Coast next week, so I'm excited about it. You that. are? So how long are yeah. you going to be there? And what are you doing? Um, really, I'm going to be there for about uh, three days. Uh, my film is um in uh the hollywood inter i'm gonna butcher this okay mm-hmm. it's the hollywood international film festival Yay. at la live wow uh yeah so That's the so um so the premiere the world premiere is uh february 24th wow. so i'm gonna go off of that meet the cast get back that's Very gonna exciting. be fun. And we did win, you know, we did win a few awards. We are best uh, nominated for best picture. So that, that is exciting. really cool. Congratulations! Oh my god, thank I love you. hearing that. Thank I you, love it. You. I love it. Hey, you know what? One of these days, because we, one of these days, I'm, I'm not sure when, but you and I talked about um, doing a show, talking about in, uh, intentional manifestation, mm-hmm. and um, yes. like I have one of my, <laughs> I guess, dream fantasies, is 
you know, somehow being part of making a movie because there's all this stuff that I've, I've, I'm not going to get too much into it here because I know this is like a political pop culture type show, but still, um, I talk about this stuff a lot on my patrons only show. And with the combination of like me working on intentional manifestation, it led me to finding all the, like literally I've watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories about people who have had near death experiences. And so, um, I've made, you know, certain conclusions. I imagine somebody who, you know, somebody else who watched exactly the amount of, you know, NDE stories that I did may come to a slightly different conclusion, but, or even a vastly different conclusion. But I feel like there's so much out there and it's so interesting. And now that the internet, I mean, it's good and bad, but now that we've got the internet, it's easy to share these stories. And it's like, I would love to somehow you know get involved and you could be the you could be the i could i could hire you but that's in my fantasy so we'll see if it ever comes true well you gotta manifest that (laughs) i do and i'm working on it i'm working on it good 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 i do think there's a lot of renewed interest in it though and i mean you say the internet but it's it's really it's it's more of uh it's an opportunity for people to have a collective conversation yes a hundred percent yes yeah definitely which is great which is great i mean it works it works for us in in this instance but it works against us when it comes to white supremacy right and well <laughs> so. you have you you have uh on camera experience so yes i do you know to do this even as a documentary would yeah. be a, a fantastic idea yeah to, and i mean i've to got get too far last year <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i trust me i've yes. already gotten like way i've thought about it so much because it's just it's such a passion of mine and i love mm-hmm. i just love wondering about it's funny because my boyfriend bob is not as interest, you know, he doesn't go out and seek it out. And I mean, he has an interest in it, but it's not like, like I have a voracious, you know, appetite for it. I can't get enough of it. And I always tell him and I tell everybody on my podcast too. It's like, whatever I conclude, whatever I suspect, I don't expect other people necessarily to see things the way I do. What I like to do is throw shit out there and, you know, like see what people have to say about it. I like to contemplate it. It's just fascinating to me. And I just, I love it. Plus, plus, I mean, you're planting a seed. Yes, I am. And you know what was funny? Last night I was, I, I, oftentimes I listen to the rain. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just doing my shit on whether I'm on social media or whatever. So I was have some, sometimes I like to call it my after dinner Twitter wink wink. But anyway, so my after dinner Twitter, I've got my headphones <laughs> on and I'm getting all like in my head. Sometimes I play therapist to myself. Sometimes I, I, I like have like deep thoughts and all of that. So I was. I had listened to this near-death experience, right? And I was somebody had said something about their counsel, which you could okay. you could throw guides, angels, whatever you want to call them. I don't care sure. what the words are, but you know, just these right. the the idea that there are there's like spiritual energy out there that kind of has your back or listens to you. And I know that a lot of people don't believe in this. So again, that's fine. I'm not trying to make you believe me, but I was just or, like, or they call it karma because that's safe and easy. Exactly. So exactly. So but I just I said, all right, if you guys are out there, if you can hear me and I and I had a a few requests and it was funny because I was in it. Right. And I was listening to the rain and I had my headphones were our Bluetooth. So, you know, I'm listening to the rain and I'm talking to the my guides or whoever and I'm just putting it out there into the universe. And I said, and I'm, and I'm, and I, said, I can't remember exactly how I said it, but I was asking something very specific and I, and I wanted to know the answer. And I said, and you need to tell me. And then boom, the rain stopped. Wow. And I was like, okay, <laughs> is this just a Bluetooth okay, this thing? Is creepy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
Oh my God. So that was just kind of fun. You know, and that's, it's wow. like, I don't know what any of that means. Maybe I just lost my Bluetooth for a second and that's all it was. Or maybe they found a way to utilize and manipulate, <clears throat> excuse me, the electricity, mm-hmm. the energy and well, not the electricity, but I guess whatever the technology and all that, you know, my, when my cat died, it was crazy because I asked her, um, I'm going way off on a tangent and I'll shut up after this because I do have questions for you. But but I asked her the date that we were going to put her down. Um, I told her it was I, I was expecting some kind of storm. So I said to her, if you can let me know that you, you know, crossed over safely and you're, you're happy, will you let me know? And she, I remember she did this thing where she just kind of looked at me and smiled. And it was so touching and it was so sad at the same time. So that night she was gone and we didn't have a storm. But all of the, there was a storm that was miles away, miles, and just my street, all the lights went out, and one one lamp in my living room was flickering on and off, and so it's well, like wow. There's no shortage of stories like that. You know? Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm so into yeah. it. <laughs> I'm so into those. Those like <laughs> I I am well, like should, loving it. You know, you should. You should. You have a passion for it, yes. and that really makes um, you know the best investigative. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, certainly if you're going to do a documentary or something right. like that, you know, um, I, I would totally encourage you to do it. I'll put that on the universe as well. <laughs> all right, um, like all right. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to talk about too much about spirituality anymore, but I'm just letting you know because I know there's p- political people who really just don't give a shit about it, and that's fine. So. Yes. Um, I want to just jump to, I love your tweet. You said legalize and tax pot to fund social security and Medicare. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I just want to hug you for that. I love you for that. Fucking awesome. (laughs) Awesome idea too. You did get a critic saying, you know, oh, don't say that because we've paid into it. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to go with what you had then had to drop receipts in there. Yeah, of um, course. And then ultimately just tweeted out, um, which is a very good resource for social security uh, and Medicare missed, which is AA. RP oh. and I'm 65 yeah. so I can say that <laughs> um, but um, you know I say it in jest but maybe not so much yeah. you know because um, California 4 or 5 billion dollars and and that's what they're showing yeah. you know right. I think that um, it's ridiculous particularly right now and I'm going to get too far down this lane but there's all kinds of derivatives now and there's like this mm-hmm. THCO and there's this Delta 8 mm-hmm. and there are different strands that they pull out of the plant mm-hmm. uh, just like they would CBD and they're selling it legally everywhere Right. you yes. can go practically at Amazon and buy it right? <laughs> so we're really really foolish because we jump to like you know the alcohol, tobacco, mm-hmm. all of that, and here we're we're kind of just like closing our eyes to a situation, to something that comes from the mm-hmm. earth that has uh, medicinal value and mm-hmm. is legal in more than half the states. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, yeah. right? So it's okay to do that with tobacco and alcohol, right. but not with pot. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's no. a tremendous amount of revenue, and look at all the enforcement money that goes away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that I think right now, because it's been, I don't, I don't, do you remember the first year that it became legal in a state, medically legal? California, I think, was first. Not surprising. (laughs) I'm going to say, um, 
as crazy as this sounds, I actually have the first prescription Wow! from that first year. I'm going to say it's 20 years. 20 years, really? Uh, wow. 18? Yeah, something like that. A lot. Yeah. I didn't even realize It was medical that. first, right. of course. Yes, Legal yes, yes. medical. Yeah. But it was, you know, and then I went with a um, uh, a friend of mine to uh, Colorado when it went recreational mm-hmm. just for the experience of it, you know, <laughs> um, and she's showing Boulder. So it just kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was a fun Willy Wonka type experience. <laughs> I think for me, the thing is I could never get past, I'm 65. So I grew up my whole life with like, you're, you know, you're going to go to jail right. for a joint. You right. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yes. I still, I'm in there and I'm like paranoid. I'm like, this is yeah. you know, and it's all the shit can't like, possibly <laughs> be legal, you know, and it is. And here's M&Ms and chocolate. Yeah. You know, all that jazz. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah, well, and I think, though, I mean, okay, 20 years surprised me. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't um, – I feel like it's only been recently in the, like, you know, national kind of just our conversation, our yes, perspective. It's still very new. And so, there, you know, the whole reefer madness thing and the whole mm-hmm. judgment – that people, th- I mean, look, I do not like Bill Maher at all. But I mean, the dude is a stoner and he's smart. Right. You know, I mean, he yeah. j- he's living proof that you can smoke pot and not be the the stereotypical loser who never does anything. Right. Which is, and I, don't I think we're get still into stuck. Like, I don't want to get too deep into this, but yeah. you know, I've said to people a million times, and I, I'm not much of a drinker. I yeah, drink me socially. Neither. Yeah. Um, and I don't drink heavily. I just, you know, I'm a lightweight. Yeah, me too. But- <laughs> There's. I've never been in a situation where I felt like I was going to drive a car into a tree when I joined. <laughs> but I could tell you for certain, particularly in my youth, yeah. there were days where I woke up after drinking saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know. Yes, absolutely. So I think, it, you know, now that, though, it's like, for instance, they legal they legalized it in this past election. In Maryland, it'll be recreational in July. I know right. it's supposed to be recre- recreational in Virginia, although they haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I think I think I think that Maryland will do it a little quicker. But as we move forward, you know, I think we will see more and more people just getting used to the idea because right now there is still that stupid stigma attached to it. And you know, as I think as we move forward, it will start to diminish. But that still mm-hmm. takes us to the Social Security and Medicare. Now, okay. You know, obviously, last week we saw Biden own their asses and mm-hmm. the State of the Union, and it was a beautiful thing to behold. But I knew this was going to happen. I knew they would they would call him liar, and then they'll come out right after and still try to do it. Now, you have your your um, page. You know, is is filled mm-hmm. with. Well, I think well, a lot of our pages are. You know, <laughs> it it this is this is. It's so interesting because the GOP right now is hysterical that we're using their tactics, <laughs> yes. you know, against them. And so, I mean, they're they're furious yeah. that um, you know that we're fighting mm-hmm. um, for what's right for mm-hmm. Americans, for seniors, for all of us we paid into, you know. Yeah. And I really take offense to this. Um, you know, nobody's saying that it's not true. It's not true. This is the oldest conversation. <laughs> In the Republican Party, okay? Mm-hmm. I have, I last year or so, I did a mini thread, which I retweeted today, with just a little bit of it started, had, you know, first of all, Rick Scott to say you're a liar is insane. Yeah. It's still on the website, okay? <laughs> oh you can go there and read it. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, Lindsey Graham said, um, oh, God, I hate the word entitlement, right? <laughs> I know. Entitlement <laughs> reform is a must. Oh, Rubio in 2010 wanted to raise the retirement age. Yep. This is, I mean, mm -hmm. there is so much evidence mm -hmm. for, I think there's like a video going out, going around um, with Mike Lee. Yes, there is. Like 20 years old mm -hmm. saying like, you know, they want to phase it out. He yeah, he wants saying. to phase I it think out. He was saying phase it out. Phase it right? out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel, I feel like it's a little bit. It's a really good. You know, I said when Scott came out with his twelve-point plan, I said this is a gift to Democrats. Mm -hmm. I said that a year and a half ago. Whenever mm -hmm. we put it out, I said this is a gift. This is a gift. Yeah. And it took a long time before yeah. people really saw that. Mm -hmm. But I think. Um, we're in a place right now where we really have, we, you know, Biden put a stake in the sand. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have a responsibility to make sure that Americans know the truth, that it's not just that this is something that Republicans have been trying to do for decades. This is something that Republicans will do. Yes. This is the party that told us Roe yes. is settled law. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Okay? They're liars. They're going to yeah. do it. They're going to raise the age to 70 mm -hmm. or, or what? Or 72. Yeah. They're going to – I mean this is really um, – and I think – I have not looked at the polls, but I would be shocked if the number of Americans who feel strongly about – not only keeping Social Security and Medicare, but increasing it is probably 70, 80, 90 percent. Yes. I can't believe it's not that. Now, I don't know. I could have done a little more homework on that, but mm -hmm. um, that's what I believe it is. And so this is very uh, unattractive mm -hmm. for Republicans <laughs> yes. right now. And I do think that, um, you know, their strategy is to just say the same thing over and over yep. and over and over again. And they can be out there saying whatever they want to say, mm -hmm. but we know the truth. We have receipts. Mm -hmm. We um, This is very well documented. And I think, um, you know, the onus is on us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I did say to people before the election, don't say anything to anybody, but you're going to lose Medicare and Social Security. Because mm -hmm. it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, and that's enough. Right. I do believe it played a part uh, in the election. Of course, Roe played the biggest part, as yes. it should. Yes. But, um, but I, you know, people are out there tweeting. People are out there talking to people, their mm -hmm. friends, their family, their grandparents. I mean, this is a very, very important conversation to have with seniors. Yeah. And, I, you know, I know my boy, Bob's mother is <laughs> always, you know, letting people know, hello, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we, we are seniors <laughs> and we could lose this. And so... I think that what I was thinking of when you were talking, though, and I want to ask you about this is because I've asked a lot of my guests. It's like, all right, we've got this crazy Congress and we've got them for two years. And even though, you know, we're two years out, it's always an election cycle. And so I was I've always been wondering, you know, the behavior of the right. How is that going to affect 2020? But when you were talking, another kind of layer occurred to me, and it really does seem like the the as you said, Biden put a stake in the sand, and I think that he, he's being such a good leader, and I think a lot of us are taking that lead. And I do think the Democratic Party is 
getting really good as as you said is fighting kind of like republic republicans but it's not just the party because usually for instance from the right you're not hearing a lot of the uh the narrative from the party itself you're hearing it from these outside groups or Frank Luntz or people like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I talked to Simon Rosenberg the other day and he was bringing that up and he was just like, you know, we've got like the Midas Touch. We've got uh, different groups. And I mean, I'm not in love with Occupy Democrats for many reasons, but I will give them that their messaging is good. Um, You know, they know what they're doing. They, They fucking know how to make a meme. And, you know, and, and those for as much as I don't like them, <laughs> um, I have to give them credit for really knowing how to, you know, put together a strong message. And, and what I'm seeing, and this is what I want to ask you, even though it's early on, but we're taking we're taking from the energy of the last election. I mean, do you feel like Democrats are kind of getting their shit together now? Not only do I feel like Democrats are getting their shit together right now? <laughs> but but if anyone watched the insane, probably the equivalent of Twitter files, but if anybody watched <laughs> this insane Jim Jordan <laughs> testimony, um, you saw how well prepared Democrats yes. were. Yeah. You saw them unified, uh-huh. just like the State of the Union. Yeah. Every single time, every single one stood up, yeah. every single one voted every single time. Yeah. And I do think that, I'll be honest with you, I'm thrilled that Nancy Pelosi is still uh, serving. Mm-hmm. Because it's not bad to have her around, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, but I also think that um, it's time, I think, that Hakeem could be the next president not maybe not the next president right. but i think he could be president one day yes me I too i think he is um a brilliant leader mm-hmm. um i think he leads with his mind but never forgets his heart mm-hmm. and i think that making him you know putting him in that position really gelled a lot of the newer younger members mm-hmm. you know and i feel as though the Democrats have it together mm-hmm. more than they have for the first time in a long time. Yes. And with all due respect, I haven't heard anything from the squad. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Like, when did that stop? <laughs> right? Um, so, and, and, and you know, to, to be fair, you know, Several of those uh, squad members have now really endeared themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say it's because they've given up anything or they've fallen in line, but but more so that there's a gelling mm-hmm. of uh, our party. Oh, I totally agree. And what I have to say about the squad is I don't. I've never I, I understand that some of their choices of, of, of what they've done, their strategies, I may not agree with the strategies, but I, I do believe that they are coming from a place that the, the one person and I can't even remember her name. I'm never going to defend this behavior as the woman who booed Hillary Clinton. I can't remember. I can't remember. Her yeah, name. I can't either. But I, um, right. But yes. that really bothers me. I don't. I don't. It's like she's allowed to not like Hillary Clinton. It's just that when right. you're dealing, Decorum, yeah, right. and and yes. when you're dealing with fascists, you yes, know, I mean, it's like understand what's at stake. So mm-hmm. I mean, we always have to be allowed to criticize our own. 
Um, yes. And we don't always have to agree with each other about it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I, yeah, it's decorum. It's it's being polite and respectful of the party, the only party that's standing in the way of fascism. So, and as far as as the squad goes, I mean, I I feel like I'm fairly tolerant of them, even if I don't 100% agree with some of the things they do. And the reason why is because most of them are very young and they're they're idealistic. And so they're coming from that place of, I don't want to say ignorance. I mean, I would never call AOC ignorant. No, no, no. And it's not, and I think that ignorance is okay to say, but not in, you know, they are because they are very young. Yeah. And what I think a lot of Democrats struggled with was their tactics. Exactly. Not their ideas, not their thoughts. Yes. You know, um, listen, I've seen, uh, you know, AOC, uh, everyone has, Mm -hmm. um, make cases that are riveting. Uh, Yeah. She gets it, right? Yeah. Um, One of my favorite people now, but (laughs) I respect her. Yeah. She's a leader. She uh, is. In that regard. You know, she's thinking – uh, in, in a very constructive way. Mm-hmm. Like I think Katie she's incredible. You know, yeah, look she's at all these impressive. people are like rising stars. You know? Yeah. All right. You know what? We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three row all electric SUV. The Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with a zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, we're back. Um, Yeah, getting back to AOC, I mean, I, I gave her like a good two years. And mm-hmm. I mean, I liked her, but I was like, I'm not going to make my mind up until, right. you know, because I'm not sure what, to, and, and it's like, she, she won me over. She won me yeah. over. And I think, I think she's an amazing, an amazing woman. Oh my God. I, and I would hope that someday she could be president. I can only imagine the backlash. If, if we've still got these, um, I don't know. I don't even know what you would, just angry conservatives, angry magas, whatever. <laughs> of course, you know, the backlash will be horrible. But, um, you know, even with Hakeem Jeffries. And, you know, it's interesting. And I talked about this. Oh, God, I don't even remember who I talked about this with. But the idea is like, okay, you know, Barack Obama, he pissed off all the racists. And then we got Trump. So at the beginning of, I think it was, was it? Yeah, actually, it was the beginning. Yes, I said this on Stephanie Miller. That's who I was talking to. So at the beginning of, or I should say this. Let me go back. I'm, my brain is farting. Um, at the right after the 2022 elections, they were calling for this big red wave, and it didn't happen. So I saw Jesse Waters, who I cannot stand, and he was basically saying, "It's the reason we didn't have a red wave is because people don't hate Biden. They hated Barack Obama and they hated Donald Trump, but they don't hate." Joe Biden. And I think that's interesting. I wish it were different. But I think that because we have Joe Biden as a president right now, and it's a combination of all these different things, because he's an older white man. So he makes there are certain yes. people who are not he doesn't make nervous. Um, mm-hmm. He's been around forever. He's familiar. Um, he's the he's just a dude, you know, he's like, come on, man. And, you know, he's he, he, he is the president and he's very presidential, but he's also just a regular guy, and he he's is. And really you know, good it's at funny because it. they made a comment at the before he walked in at the open of the State of the Union 
about I don't remember what president was that was like one minute before he was like, where is everybody, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and that Biden is uh, notoriously late. (laughs) And they've said this forever. And the reason that Biden is notoriously late is because he listens to everyone. Wow. He listens. Yeah. And he wants to hear. He wants to understand. He wants to get a sense of what, you know, individuals are thinking. Yeah. And I've seen him in lines where they're trying to push him and push him and push him. And he's like, no, no. What is she saying? What is he saying? Yeah. And so I do uh, feel as though he's the man for the hour. Mm-hmm. He is the guy for this job yeah. right now. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's watching that State of the Union. It's so awesome. And, you know, who who was it? I guess it was Stephanie Miller, too. I don't remember because all the conversations that I have just kind of go into each other. But the idea, yes, it was Stephanie Miller because I guess he was supposed to be on Fox on Sunday. And then they canceled it and they tried to make it seem like he canceled it. But I think, you know, and I think it was Stephanie who pointed out. You know, they, they constantly paint him to be this, you know, old, idiotic man who can't even form a sentence. And they're afraid that if he goes on Fox News, it's not going to match up with what right. they've been saying about him. And I think right. that's totally true. I think mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, and just, I just have to throw this in there because uh, Pete Buttigieg is always on Fox News and he does such a good job that it's like, he, I think one of the things that he's doing that's so fantastic is he's he's able to talk to them in a way that you know sure certain angry maga extremists would hate him but he never raises his voice he never reacts in an emotional way about any stupid shit they're saying he just mm-hmm. corrects them and he's always very patient and i think it's brilliant what he's doing because you know he's he's normalizing himself on Fox Mm -hmm. where people are getting used to him. And so at some point, you know, maybe if you're a bigot and you don't really like gay people, you've seen him so much. You, it's like, I think bigots don't like different people because they're foreign and they haven't been around, you know, they haven't had experience being around different Mm -hmm. people than themselves. So when you, when they start seeing Pete all the time, they're like, Oh, he's okay. You know, mm-hmm. they, it's like, yes. oh, it's, it's his gayness doesn't mean he's a devil. Well, <laughs> you know? uh, well, in, 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 in all fairness, too, he is. Um, well, I sure want to say this in a political, politically correct way. <laughs> he's not showing up at a dress. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, 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 he's, right. And I'm not saying he's hiding it. No, I'm just saying that. Uh, his presentation yes. uh, makes in them my comfortable. Opinion, yeah. Does not uh, necessarily be like, oh, look at that. You know, right. I hate to get stereotypical. I'm gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't come at me. But, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you can kind of tell, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, but in addition to that, I mean, he's, he's a very rational, Rash. abstract yes. And so he's very good at doing in a way, what Katie Porter does on a board. Right. In a different way, okay? Very abstract. This is this, but this to this. Right. And so he draws from those abstractions, which people can relate to. When Mm -hmm. somebody says, oh, it's like a square peg in a square hole. Oh, got it, you know. So, So um, yeah, Yeah. I think, you know, Pete is just another one of, you know, these great Democrats Mm -hmm. we have that has their... Um, 
I'm going to say their strategy mm-hmm. um, in place. Yes, 100%. Uh, for communication. Yeah. Um, Presentation you know, he, strategy. I yeah. think it's great that, you know, I mean, look, I mean, most most Democrats go on Fox and they get cut off. Yes. Right. They get pulled. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Goodbye. You know, um, and that doesn't happen. No, he know, knows what Keith. he's doing. So I think that's yeah. a really, um, um, I think it's a really super positive thing that we have him uh yeah, he's, he, and he won me over. I mean, I didn't hate him. I just wasn't immediately convinced that he – I mean, especially for president. I didn't necessarily want him to well, be president. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to just say this. Um, before his official campaign, he was in Philadelphia, and I had expressed interest in supporting him. Mm-hmm. And after his um, event, um, I – met with his uh, people <laughs> and I said I'm all in to get Pete to the debate stage mm-hmm. and they're like well you know he's running for president and I said no, not viable right now this yeah. is not but, but, but if you get him on the stage mm-hmm. you put him up on an even keel mm-hmm. with every other white you know every <laughs> yeah. other you know I want to say old white guy yeah. you know but you put him up there with um People that are were there any women running? No. Um, Wait, there were women when running. There were. Yeah, there was a bunch point. of them. Well, when was this? Well, he ran in. Uh, he ran in twenty twenty. Oh my gosh! Look at us. This is I'm sixty five. I can't remember <laughs> yesterday. No, because uh, Elizabeth anyway, Warren you know, actually, ran. No, and... I'm going to say it was. I don't think it was sixteen. Was it? No, he ran in twenty twenty. Right, he ran in 2020. And, it, and Elizabeth Warren was running and Kamala That's Harris. That's right. You're and, right. Yeah. You're 100% right. That's right. And, and you know, there's a, a marketing strategy in which, um, which is very popular when smaller brands compare themselves to bigger brands. Mm-hmm. And what happens is consumers start seeing them as parallel. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not. They're much smaller. But when you compare the two, mm-hmm. it elevates one. So in my mind, having a gay man on that stage, then put him in the in the same level as all the people who were on that stage. And to me, that would have been uh, that was a tremendous step. Mm -hmm. The campaign was not excited about the fact that I did not was was not 100 percent sold that he could go all the way, particularly in the environment uh, we were in at that moment, you know, Um but, you know, uh, I do think that there is a very real possibility. I'll tell you one thing. I think there's a very real possibility that there's about six or eight great mm-hmm. Democrats right now that could end up being president. Mm-hmm. You know? 100%. Of course, by the time they make it. I have faith in Beto O'Rourke. I, I, yes. You know. And by the time they finally get there, they'll be older and everybody will say they're, they're too old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't want another old guy. Another old white guy. <laughs> But I think, you know, I mean, I've always felt like, it, you know, the the government should not only should it be diverse and all that, I think age wise, it should be a really good mix because obviously and David Hogg just said this the other day that he was really um, I, like he had turned around about how he was looking at Democrats and Biden and his 50 years experience is really paying off. And it's like, look, sometimes, you know, being an older person works against you know the the whether it's you or the office or whatever because you're stuck in your old ways and you refuse to see something different but then in other times it works for you because you've yes. got people like Biden and Pelosi who 
you know, I mean, fucking Pelosi. Oh, my God. She and I'm so glad she's mentoring Jeffries because that woman knows how to get a caucus together. That she's impressive, man. There is no greater (laughs) vote counter on this planet than Nancy Pelosi, period. Yeah. Bar none. A hundred percent. And so it's like it's good to have a good mix. And, you know, I mean, I'm working social media for Allison Gill. And so I was looking yesterday around just for different things that I could I know we all love Allison uh looking for different (laughs) things to get appreciation Allison appreciation moment yeah (laughs) let's all bow our heads um uh uh, so I found this photograph I didn't post it because I couldn't I didn't recognize every single woman in the picture and I thought okay maybe somebody pissed somebody off and if I post this I'm going to get in trouble so I'm not going to do it but basically it was from 2018 and it was it was women who won uh, in, in the 2018 midterms and it was just this collection of women of color and it was like oh my god this is exactly in my head I thought this is why the Republicans are freaking out listen <laughs> to me they are literally on television complaining that Biden is appointing too many mm-hmm. people of color. color yeah oh my god and women oh my god as judges yeah Ugh. And that's Trying exactly to what's going to help just us. Just get a little bit of balance in mm-hmm. there. Hysterical. Yeah, and I mean, I did an article. It was a shitty, horrible article to do, but it was, I think it was in 2019, and I just listed at that time the rapists who got off. Like, there were men, and they were all white men. Uh, they, several of them raped children. And, like, one of them raped a toddler and he was wealthy so the white male judge was like well he's wealthy so he's not going to do well in prison so no punishment for you and i right. you know and i said basically in the, the whole point of this was we need to have women and diversity on the bench because you know the white men are looking out for the white male rapist period and it's not in every instance mm-hmm. but it's all we've story after story after story after story and it's disgusting and that's you know they can't take it yeah they're freaking out because because this country and this world and this globe is changing and too bad for fucking them, you know? Right. <laughs> just, I just, but I just don't want, I don't want the whole thing that I think it's in Kentucky right now. Um, you know, like the, 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 the majority of people I believe who, and I think I have the right state are African-American, but the leaders are white fascists. All so, white. Yes, yeah. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have a country filled with people of color with just a small portion of white men running it that's that can't happen here we can't allow that to happen and it could so we have to really be diligent and you know that's one of the things that i'm trying to do especially since my conversation with simon rosenberg last week you know he's really into being less us voters being information warriors i think you and i have been doing this for a while um a lot of you know people who are listening to the show are information warriors but i think we have to really embrace that, take it to the next level, because I think, like you said, the Republicans are kind of going to be giving us a gift with their behavior. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's going to be horrible yes. and it's really uncomfortable. Listen, people, uh, yesterday I saw a statistic and I tweeted it and I don't have it in front of me, but the percentage of people, total percentage of people across parties um, that thought the house republicans and the party was in the wrong direction yeah, right was yes. huge mm-hmm. you know um yeah so i mean you know you talk about you know we're putting um you know a lot of 
women, but there's been a lot of <laughs> conversation recently about, um, you know, Biden's um, nominations with um, a couple of mm-hmm. these lawyers mm-hmm. that are hmm. pro-choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's not a dumb guy. Here, no, he's you not. know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So if they're not women, they're they're men that are um, uh, well versed. Yes. Yeah. In in the issues that we need to resolve. Like, yeah, I'm just loving know, him just, right now. Just disgusting. Know where we are. It's just, it is. It's you know, disgusting. Can't even and get horrible. into it because it's just you know. I know it's depressing, and it, it's like yeah, it really it's is. it's hard to sometimes. You know, the the news is too much to take. And then when you do this, like I'm doing this for a living. So it's like, oh, my God, I just want to go play a video game and pretend it's 1990. But um... well, listen, we all poo-pooed Molly Youngfast three years ago when she said they're going to overturn Roe. They're going to overturn Roe. She I said didn't. Every I didn't. Every single week for three years. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, no, they're not. They said it was mm-hmm. settled. She said, Susan, clap, talk to the, the right? Yeah. I said it too, though. I didn't say it every day, though. I said it in 2000s to my girlfriend, and she's like, they're not going to. And when it happened, when they announced that it was going to happen, I messaged her, and I'm like, remember? Remember when I told you they were going to do this? And she's like, and I'm so angry. I'm like, yeah, me too. But she just, people didn't think it was going to happen. And yeah, I kind of knew it. And then I got to the point where not only did I know it, I just thought, you know what, I hate to say this, but this is what's going to motivate people to vote. And it could be the very thing that saves us from fascism, at least for a little Absolutely. while. So I, I hated being right about that, but I was. And I'm usually not like, you know, the political, uh, the person who makes all the predictions. I'm not very good at right. that. But in the, I mean, to me, this was just obvious. Well, and, you know, I kind of, I know that you know, it's terribly um, in politic and, and probably, uh that's certainly not notorious, but, um, you know, the Supreme Court does not have any power to enforce anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And we yeah. know because remember the whole border thing with Trump with all yeah. this crazy and they were like, no, no, no. And he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. what he wanted until, until, until nobody would listen to him. Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think I don't, this isn't a SCOTUS conversation. We'll get into that another time. <laughs> but. You know, I think that um, I guess the easiest way to say is I think the the conservatives are shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, I I think they really are. They look bad. Nobody agrees with them. They've got a very small group of, you know, um, evangelicals um, and some hardcore Republicans. But I know a lot of Republicans have voted for Biden. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I think uh, I, I think I'm not one, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on a good trajectory and I'm hoping that we stay there. Now, the last thing I want to ask you about, because yes. you and I both have talked about this, I think, on and offline. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're both now on Spoutable and yes. we're both on post and I don't really go to Mastodon and I don't even really post on post right now. But I wanted to get your I and I'll just say this up front. And I have to preface this every time or I'll get the question. This is not the website I was talking about last year that I was I involved with. <laughs> but if I don't say it, someone's going to go, is this the website? Yes. So it's no, it is not. Yes. And that's still kind of yes. on hold. But what well, are you thinking about Spoutable? Because I always figured <clears throat> Spoutable would, clo- would be the closest thing to Twitter. And I think I'm right. I agree with you. And I will say I was um, in post, you know, from the beginning in the development uh you know, before they opened the doors, which I think they did. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, um, 
and I was really very pro post because it wasn't Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You know, until Spoutable came along. Right. <laughs> and I think it's, re first of all, I think it's remarkable. I cannot, I, the most exciting thing to me about Spoutable, because we've been talking about this on Spoutable for maybe a couple of weeks, <laughs> is that um, Chris added a donate $5 yeah. button to the menu. Yeah. Right. Well, I donated today. I want more than five dollars, but still, in all, yeah. Um, I do not think people understand what it took mm -hmm. to build this site that is so already. I know from the beginning. Yeah. So intuitive and so elegant and so um, and so much heart. Yeah. Um. It's, it's just a tremendous achievement, and I just have so much respect for him and I and his two partners, and I can't remember their name. Um, I'm very, very impressed with um, with them on the last call. Yeah. Um, I have not been ingrained in Bot Centennial for a long time, mm -hmm. but I did post earlier today, interesting, maybe you saw or maybe you didn't, that I removed my uh, – I, re I removed the post – in my bio hmm, and I replaced it with spoutable. Oh, there you go. I think and I did I'm, the same. I'm yeah. very, I, it's funny that you, funny you said this because last night I, I kind of, uh, I think I posted, I'm not feeling the love here and I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> um, and I'm not. Yeah. And I think it's unlikely that I will stay there. Yeah. I haven't, you know, I mean, they just opened the floodgates. I don't have that many followers. I don't know six seven thousand something like that i hate to disappoint people when they come and they follow you and they expect uh, yeah. you to um you know participate and engage yeah and then you're like oops sorry gotta oops, go bye. But I do... <laughs> yeah right <laughs> don't like anything um but i do think that people are also recognizing the fact i mean we also have um aside from blue sky what is the site that's opening from the original guys that did uh, instagram uh, you're the one who told me about that and i don't remember uh, the name i can't remember you can already pre-sign up for that so i think what's happening now is that people are recognizing wow there's a lot of yeah. opportunity out there and we can make some choices i don't think anybody wants to be on five platforms right. i don't think you can no um effectively my you know i people know i you know i only follow the number of people i feel like i can attend to right now it's like 700 people mm -hmm. um but i do my best to like and or engage with mm -hmm. every single person mm -hmm. and um I never thought I would be in a situation where I'm using the block button more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But when I go to Spoutable, it's it the experience is wholly different. Yeah. And you know okay. what I said about post because people were saying, oh, it's so much better over here. And it was like, of course it is because it's close to the public and you don't have all the trolls. And I exactly. said, I would, yeah, and, and, they're, I would, and yeah. they're all left leaning. Yeah. Okay. It's three people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It is. It's three exactly. people, right? It's Gnome, Jeanette, and. Uh, <laughs> I forget the guy with the pretty eyes, but the CFO, <laughs> right? Um, but that's it. You know, mm -hmm. there are three people. And I'll tell you the thing that turned me off, if I may, for one second, mm -hmm. to post. This is their two – they are – they look to be Twitter 2.0. Mm -hmm. They asked when people 
signed up. They came back and said, are you verified? Are you this? What is your – how big is your – and what they did is they took all of the top verified accounts and said, we're just going to bring these in here and we'll drag all their followers with them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And then what they did is they started promoting all of the usual suspects and put them all at the top of the explore lists. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was like, well, that just – burst my bubble about community mm-hmm. because I'm very much of the, like I it's a whole separate conversation the verification issue mm-hmm. but to put it very succinctly if I can anyone that wants to be verified should be verified verified means one thing you are who you say you are mm-hmm. if you have to pay for it because it's not an easy process then that's a separate issue, mm-hmm. okay? But I don't agree with this class system of, well, there's a blue mark, a yellow mark, a check mark is better than the silver mark, and the red gold mark <laughs> is better than the reversed out gold check, whatever the heck that is, you know, or a square icon instead of a round mm-hmm. icon. Um, I think that, you know, the guys at, at, at Spoutable, Mm-hmm. I figured that out. Yes. And they've kept it simple and elegant. Yeah, just and keep lovely. it simple. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're over at Spout. The replies are like three blocks from the from the from the post. Yes, it's I like, know. Where are they? You get another. You know, it's a, it is literally what is it called? WeChat. I know. I forget what it's called, but it is literally a a whole other host. It's totally different. And, you know, it'll be, I think, you know, like I was saying, when initially when people were like, oh, my God, it's so much better over here. I don't care where you were. If it was closed off to the public, of course, it's going to be better because you're not going to get the trolls. And right now it's early on. Actually, the way I look at it is I don't want some peaceful, liberal website that everybody's just getting along because then I can't fucking do my job. Part of my job is my sarcastic commentary about people Mm -hmm. I can't stand and that are, you know, getting in the way and ruining. So I'm I I think in time Spoutable will likely grow. I think Mm -hmm. it, you know, I mean, I don't know what's going to come of this. Maybe there's going to be another site that just blows Twitter out of the water and everyone's going to like that one even more. But I think until then, right now, Spoutable is the one that is most familiar to, you know, me, the user. Well, the thing that we like and I think that people are going to start to really understand about Spoutable is a like is just a like. Mm -hmm. A like is not part of an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I want to do or say something to trigger people to, or to yeah. get likes because it's going to impact an algorithm in which my tweet is shown yeah. to more people. Right. It does not exist there. If you want to amplify, then you've got to echo. I'm going to call it a retweet. It's an echo. Yeah. Um, but I, for people that don't know, mm-hmm. um, there are ways to amplify others, but there are not algorithms mm-hmm. so that likes um, are just putting the same people at the top of the list. Right. Yes. And, and so it's fair. It's, it's more fair. fair. And, and also the way that Boozy is going to handle harassment is going to be different than what we're used to. So it will be a more pleasurable moving forward, you know, when the trolls come up. Like, hey, again, I think trolls, not so much trolls that disruptive trolls, but certain trolls, I think they help to... 
as long as they're not being harassing and stuff, it gives it gives us meat. It gives us creativity on how to combat yes. them and things like that. So I do believe they're necessary, but not the targeted harassment when you're picking Absolutely. on someone because yeah. of their gender or their skin color or whatever it is, and and you know creating an environment that's possibly dangerous and violent. So he's not going to permit that. That he's is not, permitted. I think one of the on things Twitter. that I absolutely love is be, while this while this site was in development, they went out and yeah. polled on a regular basis. How many infractions should people have? What do you think? Yes. And they then came back and showed the results. Yeah. You know, um, I think I was in the, you know, agreeable percentage all, all but one. Um, I think that was, you know, if somebody – if somebody is suspended, should we get rid of their business account too? Oh, right. Think, or right, one of right, those right. things. Yeah. But that it was, you know, it's so funny because the thing that has always been missing from Twitter is community. Yeah. They don't ask the community who they think should be verified. So they don't true. ask the community who they think is a notable individual. They don't ask the community should this person stay or go. Yeah. They don't, it, it's not, it's, it's been, ex, it's completely excluded. Yeah. Now, I thought community notes was one of the greatest things mm -hmm. that ever came to Twitter mm -hmm. because it was community. And I've been a member of community notes for a long time. Yes. However, I'm not, active anymore because the right has completely co-opted community notes yeah they're all it's it's corrupt it's no good anymore they blew it yeah very sad but um that's the case yeah. i will go where it says we need you you know to look at this note and i go to the note and there's 17 right wing <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> Very, yeah. um, <laughs> very slanted, thwarted yes. uh, um, notes. Right. Uh, and I'm just not going to touch any of that stuff. Yeah. And so, I totally don't blame you. You know, I don't see Twitter going anywhere into a positive place. No. Uh, everyone feels like it's spiraling out of control. And then you kind of walk out of this place where all the atoms are bouncing off the wall, and you walk into spoutable, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, like little angels, yeah, it's like right? the angels, like the, <laughs> you know, the clouds so, are parting. Um, I, I've gotten a little bit of pushback from some yeah. people in spoutable, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, because as you say, you want um, yeah. opposing opinions. That's how we grow. That's how we expand. That's how we understand. Yes, right. Yeah, so. and, and and I like that. So I I want all the good things of Twitter. Um, no Elon and you know fortunately there's no data mining there's none of that so I think that we know is, of that we know of but uh, this is a good exciting time because we're going to be yes. seeing all these different sites emerging and it's going to I think there's the opportunity like at, right now we're at an opportunity where we can have moral and thoughtful CEOs and we haven't really dealt with that we've had to deal mm -hmm. with these immoral kind of corrupt CEOs who don't give a shit about us so Yes. I think Boozy does. Boozy has been, even though, you know, he's, he had bought Sentinel and all that, but he has been a user of the social media website. So he understands. And that's the other thing for anybody out there who's like, well, how come there's not this feature? Because it's new and you, right. you, you can uh, trust. It's like two days old. <laughs> right. And you can trust that Christopher Boozy knows all of the things about Twitter that we love. And he's, mm -hmm. he's going to implement those as well as implementing features that we didn't even know we needed or wanted. I think he's going to True. be doing that. So Absolutely. And I, I you know, it. I will say you know, I've known, I've known Chris probably as long as he and I have been mm -hmm. on Twitter. And there have been times we have, you know, definitely not agreed mm -hmm. um, and come 
you know, clashed. But at the end of the day, we agree on far more than we disagree. Yeah. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for the man. Yeah, you me know? too. Me too. And, um, you know, I'm doing everything I can as, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, one guy mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to say good things. As it was like my tweet today. It's like, post is gone, spatable is here, next case. Yep. You know? <laughs> um, so um, I think uh, everyone um, feels very grateful for this opportunity for a place to go and have yes, a community I know that's I not do. hostile, right? Yeah, I know. So I do, I, he should be getting a lot of love right now, and I hope he is. Yeah, me too. Well, and it is Valentine's Day, so I'm going to have to show him some Valentine's Day love. But, Jay, there you know, you I, I just love when you're on the show. I love your energy. I love everything about you, and I can't wait to make movies with you. <laughs> Uh, One we day. should absolutely do that. <laughs> we should absolutely do that. And I it's so funny because I I adore you and I when I whenever I do these with you, I just feel like we're having a conversation and yes. I forget that other people will be listening in. So please uh, be so kind as to cut out anything I said that was inappropriate. Um, but um, nothing love, you said is inappropriate. I love coming on and being with you, and you're such an interesting human, and and um, you know you really make me think a lot. And I have a lot of respect for people who make me smarter. Oh, you do that. Thank you, and, and the same right back at you, Jay. Um, what was I just going to say? Um, I think, I can't remember now because I'm all like, you know, blushing and everything. But um, I guess this is... I guess Love this to is... boozy. <laughs> you know, taking you back, right? How about this? Why don't you just tell everybody where to find you? <laughs> well, uh, you, I am happy to say that on all social media, I have my name, Jay Arnold or Jay Farrell Arnold, except for Twitter, because if I change it, they're going to throw me into the stratosphere. Right. Uh, and that's uh, at Jaded Creative. Okay. And what are you over on Spoutable? Uh, Jay Arnold. J-A-Y-A-R-N-O-L-D. I love Jaded Creative. That's so cool. Um, I do too. So, of course, follow Jay because he's super awesome and I love him. And then I'm author Kimberly on Twitter. My books are on Amazon. I'm Kimberly Johnson over there on Spoutable. Don't forget L-E-Y at the end of my name. Jay, happy Valentine's Day. Big, big hug to you. Same to you. Thank you. Have a great one.